You're listening to Radio Influence. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Dark to Light podcast with Beans. I'm all alone today, folks. Mike sounded like a a frog, a a a very sad frog. <laughs> so he's taking the day. Hopefully, he needs just another day to get back up to snuff. He's a very busy radio guy, and um, so he needs his voice. It's kind of like what we use to talk to the to the world out here. So. There's that. So I'm on a I'm on a solo ride through crazy land today, and hopefully I can keep you entertained for about an hour or so. And um, if you are not already, please wander yourself over to uncoverdc.locals.com. We try and give you some material and I'm starting something new and I almost hate to like put it out there into the ether because I'm always scared that I will uh, that I will. I don't know. I want to do I did this live stream the other day on YouTube um, about the Johnny Depp stuff directed at the people who have been paying attention to the Johnny Depp stuff. And everybody really liked it that I was doing a live stream. So I figure I'm going to try and do like a coffee with beans live stream most days. And I'm going to throw a couple of them for locals only and um, talk to the locals folks from my backyard if it's not pouring rain. And I think think that'll be fun because, you know what, I'm taught I, I like I was under this notion that I needed to make sure that I was always makeup and hair done and ready to go. But you know what? It, it, it's stupid. Like, whatever. OK, everybody's a regular person out there. I'm a regular person. I'm just going to go on camera. And if you don't like it, then, you know, <laughs> I got to get comfortable in my skin. I'm going to be 42. Goodness knows I need to be comfortable in my skin by the time I'm 42. And so that's what I'm going to do. So hopefully you like it. Before we get started with news today, I'm really excited about something and I'm going to show you it. Um, I was asked by JT Wild and um, and uh, Eddie Rap Life to sing the chorus on his new song, which is really a great song. And I figure I will play it for you guys real quick, at least some of it. And um, I'm singing in this song that's newly released and it's kind of exciting. It's like super awesome song that has to do with what we're trying to fight here. So here we go for a two minute music break. Uh-huh. Promise me whatever happens that you never give up. Rhymes and graffiti sincerely, religiously, practicing my religion lyrically. Holy Spirit MC, miss me with that R.I.P. mural of me. Pissing on the grave, it's tyranny. Who we be, fearless freedom fighters, miracling. What that sounds, such a sweet thing. Humping trafficking, catch your last string. Love child, keep a smile on your face. And break down any wall that's in your way. I'll be there with you on any stage. Relationship past time and space. Right now, all we need. Everything, some poor wedding rings. Leave the kids to deal with the severity of severing. Born in the image of heaven sent, man and miracle dust. Lullabies, mama's cries, judicial system, and the almighty judgment collide. Eternal life provide, worth much more than an oil pipeline. Right now, all we need is a miracle. The God is thinking that love is criminal. 
guitar break. It's called Miracling by Eddie Rap Life with JT Wilde and Tracy Beans. How weird. <laughs> it's so, it was fun. It was really fun. I hope you guys liked it. Listen, that's a little too, not even one minute and 38 seconds of the podcast dedicated to a new single that I happen to be singing on, <laughs> which if you would have told me years ago that this would happen, I would have been blown away. But thank you so much for asking me, JT. It was an honor. Eddie, you rock. Hopefully you guys enjoy the song. I'll put the link in the in the uh, in the show notes and maybe there'll be some more music coming out of the beans corner of the, the world. Who knows? So to the news where you guys want to be yesterday uncovered DC publish an absolutely blockbuster in my opinion a couple different really good ones but the title of the piece written by a good friend of the show man of the hour adam carter from the washington pundit and me co-written um is the doj used the logan act to obtain warrants against general flynn now People are going to be saying, we knew they used the Logan Act, but no, 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 no. You don't understand. And why is this important now? Because we're the, the, the what's more interesting to me is how this came about than than and, and the fact that 18 months or not 18 months, like eight months after the, the DOJ basically dismissed the Logan Act as nonsense, they used it to obtain a damn warrant. It, it's insane. On November 10th, 2020, these came out. Five search warrants. And I was following this case, but for some reason, the notifications just didn't ding on me because a media coalition, as they call themselves, it was like Politico, The Washington Post, CNN, um, CNN. um, Who else? It was one other person. Anyway, and, you know, Adam's going to come in. It was blah, 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 like correcting. I don't care. Just don't do it. I, I don't do it. But it was a bunch of media organizations that came forward wanting the the contents of these warrants. And so they came to some sort of an arrangement and under FOIA, these were released in November of 2020. And guess what the, uh, the, the media outlets did with them? Literally nothing, literally nothing. So this goes into detail. This article explains all kinds of backstory and important things. Um, the Logan act was used to, to get these warrants far after January 25th, 2017, when an FBI, Attorney and OGC attorney wrote that no reasonable prosecutor would bring forth the state. No reasonable prosecutor. Those words sound familiar. Comey-esque, huh? It was supposedly put to bed. Even more stunning is the fact that they actually got a U.S. district judge to agree to grant a warrant based on the statute. It's a joke, says Adam. It's patently unconstitutional. I mean, if anybody is to be, uh, you know, charged with the Logan Act, let's look no further than John Kerry, Barack Obama. I mean, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. And there's a bunch of clips in here of things that you can listen to. Um, and we, you know, we go through some history in the column about how the 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 Biden, quote, administration or whatever you want to call it, had had con- committed several Logan Act violations during their transition status. If that's the case, it's 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 insane. Um, it it kind of ties everything together and it goes into detail about these. And you really want to read it. You really want to read it. The, the warrants that they the warrants that they got were also there were other warrants uh, for transition team members. They took their transition um, laptops. As a matter of fact, they actually had a warrant. They were going to serve on General Flynn's attorneys because they were in possession of some of the things that they wanted. But that ended up not happening, which is it just this blows my mind. Like we're, we're here. We're 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 very um we're very cognizant of uh 
of how important it is to keep, you know, lawyer privilege intact. In so we're not going to physically storm the pres the the premises. But and this column goes through it all. I mean, it, it's really a stellar piece of journalism. Like you guys want investigative journalism. Here we freaking are. Here we are. It's It's got print screens of everything. Everything spelled out for you. It's long. But I would pick up a cup of coffee, sit down and, and read this because it is very important to everything moving forward. As a matter of fact, um, Technofog had an article yesterday about the quote on maskings that happened. And some of the blackmail material is here too. how they were blackmailing him. And it's just it's just a really, really, really good column. So I would definitely take a look at this. It'll be in the show notes below. Separately on Uncovered DC yesterday, we had a column break about nothing other than Fulton County primary election shenanigans. The Fulton County Board of Registrations of Elections had an emergency meeting to recertify the results of the primary. Why? Why? There were issues with the cards. There were all kinds of issues that they had the meeting off, you know, not not using proper procedure. They they didn't announce it correctly. Um, but Kevin Monkla was on top of it. He filed a complaint yesterday. They ended up recertifying the election results without knowing the actual totals they were certifying or the difference between what they had already certified and what they were recertifying. So they recertified the election with no more information than they started with, knowing that there were issues. It's just a, it's a big it's a big crap show. Honestly, no, nothing has changed in Georgia. The only thing that's changed is that now we're starting to get leaks from all different states in the legacy media telling us that there were problems with the 2020 election and that the machines are just no good because as we talked about, they're setting up what's to come in November because they're going to get absolutely destroyed. We've got turnout um, numbers, national partisan primary turnout, Dem primary turnout is down 11 percent. Republican turnout is up 29 percent. So Republicans are out in force voting in their primaries. The biggest thing I have to worry about is, is that some, not all, not all, but some of the endorsements that Trump is making, I don't really necessarily feel are great. And if those people win, then we're going to be back in the same places. If we take over the House and the Senate in the midterms and there is no um, accountability because these weak ass people win, I'm going to lose. I'm going to I'm probably going to combust. I'm just letting everybody know I will combust into thousands of pieces. So I will put the Fulton County recertification of bad results uh, article in the show notes for you. And we had another article come out yesterday. Straight facts. The Bilderberg Group is meeting in Washington, D.C. So we've got a whole big uh, article about that up on uh, Uncovered D.C. as well. If my Internet starts working, here we go. They're meeting for the 68th time after they took a two year break during the pandemic. How great of them at the Mandarin Oriental Hotel. Um, there were geopolitics, Ukraine pandemic and, of course, disinformation on the topic on the topic list for the Bilderberg Group. Reporting journalists can't go. People are supposedly sworn to secrecy. Um, they're supposed to be able to go in there and speak their minds freely without any outside scrutiny. So they can go in there and say whatever it is that they want about how they want to try and run the world. 120 participants from 21 countries. Um, Peter Thiel was there. James Baker was there. Um, Jake Sullivan was there. Kissinger was there. CISA director Jen Easterly. 
CIA director Burns, GlaxoSmithKline was there, Mary Kay Henry, Eric Schmidt, former chairman of Google. She went through some of the steering committee. It's a very straightforward article. It gives you just the facts. But remember, the Bilderberg Group was just a big conspiracy theory, guys. Not, not important. Just, just pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Um, we also had some interesting stuff come out, like CNN, I believe it was, freaking out about the influence of like the Daily Wire and other right-leaning, quote, media organizations. I want you to listen to these clips. This is um, Dan Pfeiffer. It's actually MSNBC, not CNN. Here we go. You know, um, I've talked to a lot of former Republican friends of, of, of mine. And, you know, we're we sound like Democrats now when we're around a table talking. What do we do about it? You know, you said, talk about how Democrats we go. We don't deserve that. Okay, like. We just take it. Yes, it is. Yes, no, it is. There, there aren't enough. To, I know. But there is a mindset. If you're a Republican and somebody spreads lies about you, you go after them. You you annihilate you politically. You annihilate them. You don't sit around and go. Oh, my God, it's just not right. So you worked for a political operation. You worked for a White House that knew how to do it right. What do you tell the people that are running both sides of Pennsylvania Avenue who, when I'm alone with them, are going, well, they just lie. What can we? Yeah, we don't. We don't. We don't lie. There's the thing. That's why your stuff's not popular, because we're not lying here. We do. Well, I think. The, the problem around this is getting worse every single day. The the media, the right wing media advantage, this op, this disinformation propaganda. The right wing media advantage. I, I'm 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 sorry. Is so much more powerful now than when I worked in the White so it's House. It's getting bigger. It's getting it's, bigger. It's flourishing. Yes. And metastasizing. Metastasizing. Yeah, you can't have the truth metastasizing. That's a horrible, horrible thing. I'm even going to skip to the bottom one. This is the one that really got me. Here we go. Time and again, these social media companies are behaving in a way uh, that we would never allow any other company to behave. And by that, I mean, you know, uh, 50% of Americans get their news from Facebook. Would we allow CBS Evening News with Walter Cronkite in the 60s when he was so dominant in the 70s to deliberately spread lies, uh, channel them through Russia or deliberately spread health care? Channel them through. I think the channel them through Russia. What are these people even saying? Who is listening to this? Nobody. Government would pull their FEC license. Why can't we pass basic regulations to make these companies be more transparent about the algorithms that spread the lies on everything from. So now he's saying that Facebook algorithms spread Republican lies. That's that's what the argument is here. Covid to January the 6th. We absolutely should be able to pass them. We actually have to pass them. I think these social media companies are in many ways the tobacco companies of this era. They're exploiting loopholes in the law to deeply damage America. It's just connects to your cancer metaphor. Yes. And with little to no regulation. And so we absolutely have to do it. The reason that it is hard is it is right now not in the interest of a lot of Republicans do it. If you go to Facebook on a daily basis, the most the posts with the most engagement are from Dan Shapiro, 
are Ben Shapiro, Dan Bongino, Candace Owens. It is right-wing content. It dwarfs progressive content. It dwarfs mainstream media content, which is actually should be the part that scares us the most, that Ben Shapiro's Daily Wire has more followers and engagement, many times more than the New York Times or CNN. That is a problem for democracy. So are you saying that... Genuine laugh. When he says that every time, I've listened to this several times now, it is a problem for democracy that conservative or even just regular truth-based content has way more appeal to people out there than your drivel. This is the alternate universe these people are living in. Come on. We We have a media advantage. We do. You know, the funny thing is, is that truth always rises to the top. They booted us from everywhere. You guys have all been booted from these platforms. You know what they did? They followed us. They said, we don't want you in our town square anymore. Here, try to be successful now. And they tossed us out of the town square. And we said, oh, if you don't like it, they said, build your own platform. Okay, we did. We went there. We continue to maintain our influence after a little lag time. We're growing in influence now. They have zero control over anything we do because they kicked us out of their times town square. Kicking everybody. I keep saying I've said this 100,000 times. It, it's been a painful two years. Trust me. But kicking everybody out of their Times square has been the stu- or their town square. I'm sorry. Has been the stupidest thing they could ever have done. Because they have no control. Now, of course, he's talking about people on Facebook, but they're not breaking the rules by by exposing groomers. I'm sorry. They're just not. They're not. And the propaganda from the left is just getting worse and worse. And this is the culture war, guys. And a lot of people will roll their eyes, right? They'll roll their eyes at me. Why do you keep talking about this stuff? It's important. Here's why. They're about to start these like televised hearings of the January 6th committee. It's going to be like like they literally have like stadiums where people are going to go to watch this. It's 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 a movie. It's cherry picked and it's a movie. And they're all excited because gun control didn't work or not really working, even though we're going to talk about that in a second. The abortion thing just really didn't work because people are concerned about their wallets and the state of the country. And, and, and it is backfiring absolutely fantastically in their faces. Fantastically in their faces. It's insane. I want to actually find the clip of this guy where they're asking him, you know, who, you know, what do you think is the, here, hold on. And of course I can't find the clip when I want it because this is how I do things like random things pop into my head, random things pop into my head. Um, but basically, it was a it was a um, a clip of a guy outside a gas station and the, the reporter asks him, like, oh, who are you going to vote for? Blah, 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 blah. And, and he, he basically says, well, obviously, look around, look around. <laughs> and he's like, is the gas prices the only way? Uh, the only reason he's like, no, it's not just gas. It's everything. Like, look at everything. And they're stunned by it, stunned by it. And, and the, the poll numbers, they can't get past them like they can't. You know, like yesterday that the White House came out and said that Joe Biden, Joe Biden tweeted something like I've presided over the biggest economic boom in in U.S. history. It was just the the most tone deaf, ridiculous thing. All the Democrats underneath, at least most of them were saying, guys, um, I I don't think that this is the kind of tweet that you want to put out right now. Like everybody's suffering, like everyone. 
And some people were like, he doesn't control the gas prices. He doesn't. It's a capitalist society. And I'm like, oh, the irony, just the irony. It's not his fault. Can you imagine? Holy moly. Can you imagine? Absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Just insane. So James O'Keefe had uh, another blockbuster yesterday. CBS Broadcast Associate reveals the cheap way of fact checking their network's own reporting by using their network's own reporting. So they basically said, if we're going to do something and we're going to fact check it, we just Google blah, 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 whatever it is and put CBS at the end. And if CBS has reported on it, it's fact checked. If if I operated under those rules, you guys would rightfully walk away from me and run in the other direction. If we held ourselves to those standards, at least the good journalists, you guys would run in the other direction. Completely. Insanity. So on the eve of the uh, Thursday, tomorrow night, January 6th hearings, it would be really ridiculous if we didn't talk about how the DOJ has just... completely destroyed themselves, for lack of a better word, for the two terrorists in New York City who threw or were going to throw incendiary devices during the BLM riots of of 2020. So I don't know if you remember the firebombing protesters from New York City. While holding firm on its promise to prosecute January 6th offenders to the max, the U.S. Justice Department made a curious move last week in withdrawing its own plea deal with two lawyers accused of using Molotov cocktails in 2020 during George Floyd protests in New York City and allowed the defendants to plead to different charges that carried less prison time. The rare reversal by the DOJ in the case of attorneys Collinford Mattis and Uruj Raman in federal court in New York stunned some legal watchers and added to a pattern of recent cases that some see as evidence of a two tiered system of justice. You think you think so they basically took the terrorism charges off these folks and then let them let them plead guilty to something way lesser Molotov cocktails. Nobody on January 6th had a Molotov cocktail. This has got to stop. I'm sorry. It's getting absolutely ridiculous at this point. It's sick. It's sick. I I don't get it. How do we fix it is the question. How do we fix it? Do we have to wait until we get a Republican president and gut the Justice Department? Like when is 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 morality going to take a center stage here when so much stuff is going on? There's positive. There's positive everywhere. But so much stuff is going on right now. Absolutely insane. I am blown away every day. I open up the news and I look at it and I'm like, what the, (laughs) what is that? What is even happening here? What is even happening? And by the way, as I'm sitting here looking at the song that I played in the beginning of the show, of course, YouTube took about, I don't know, a thousand views off of it right in front of my face as I was watching it. Insane. So this is what we're up against, but we're still winning because we're a threat to democracy. Guys. We're a big threat to democracy. Did you guys see how Matthew McConaughey is now being like traipsed out as the face of gun control? Matthew McConaughey. Uh, they, they, nobody's sacrosanct. Any, I can't like anyone anymore. I can't like anyone anymore. It's, it's done. It's all finished. I, there's no one left. And the few people that like everybody was talking about what's his name's uh, comedy special the other day. And this is why having a co-host is great. What's his name? 
the comedian, the one who hosted the Oscars, he came out and he did a show. Oh, goodness. Gervais, Ricky Gervais. My goodness. I couldn't even come up with his name. Ricky Gervais. He came out with his new special. The trans the trans crowd all got up in arms because he was making inappropriate jokes like what is a woman and why? And then the only thing that gets me is, again, they have these disclaimers in there. Like, oh, I love trans people. Blah, blah, blah. Stop disclaiming things. Just do your damn comedy show. I don't want to listen to you complain about how you have to do a disclaimer or disclaim something in the middle of it. It's the same way as these people are trying to, like, brush aside and say we're crazy for criticizing the drag, the drag queen show for kids that was over the weekend in Dallas. There was a there was a sign behind these people while they were dancing around for kids while the kids were putting money in their freaking waistbands that said it isn't going to lick itself. And these people are dancing around in front of kids. And then everyone's like, well, what's wrong with this? Do you take your kids to a strip club? Like if you want to be a trans person and do a drag show, fine. Kids don't belong there. Get your hands off my kids. Get your hands off my kids. Don't come near my kids. And any parent who brings their kids to one of these things has has serious mental issues. Serious mental issues. Here's how out of touch people are. Here's Senator Debbie Stabenow on economy stuff. I know I'm jumping around. You guys are just going to have to deal with it because it's hard to do an hour show when you're not prepped to do an hour show on your own. It's hard to just pull it out of your hiney. (laughs) Here we go. The uh, gas prices after waiting for a long time uh, to have enough chips in this country to finally get my electric vehicle. I got it uh, and drove it from Michigan to here uh, this last weekend and went by every single gas station. It didn't matter how high it was. And so I'm looking forward to the opportunity for us to move to vehicles that aren't going to be dependent on the um, whims of the oil companies and the uh, international these people are so just looking at their plastic faces. They're soulless. They're dead inside. Most of them don't even have eyelids. OK, they're horrible, evil people. Their ideas are terrible. That's why nobody likes them. If, if the ideas were allowed to compete against each other on an even playing field, nobody would like them. And that's why they try to censor us so that our ideas can't play. But then they follow us anyway. They follow us anyway. Here, more out of touch on the uh, on the economy. What we're trying to say, what I'm trying to say to you is that the economy is in a better place than it has been historically. And so we feel here at this administration and other experts as well is that we feel that we are in a good position to take on inflation. We are in a good position to really start uh, really working on what we're trying to say. You can try to say anything that you want, Jean-Pierre. You could try to say anything you want. It's not translating to the American people. And what experts are saying the economy is in a good place right now? Which which ones? Which experts, dude? There are no experts saying that. It's it's nonsense. They think you're dumb. They think you're stupid. They think that you don't realize that you're spending $90 to fill up your gas tank every day. They think you're crazy and you don't you don't notice these things. As a matter of fact, they think you're so crazy that you're not going to pay attention to the, the poll results. They have no choice but to release on CNN. Want to hear? If it happens, a lot of the Democrats' problems, it seems, can be linked back to the president, right, who is severely underwater. 
Uh, yeah, you know, midterm penalty, it's about uh, where the president is. And essentially, okay, look at the president's approval rating at this point since World War II in midterms in which his party gains or loses less than five House seats, which is essentially what Democrats need to maintain control. In 1962, the president's approval rating, JFK's, was 71%. Bill Clinton in 1998, it was 63%. In the 2002 cycle, 72% for George W. Bush. Joe Biden's is just 41%. Why is his approval rating so low? Well, I think this slide will give you the answer. This is the net approval rating on the economy at this point in a presidency. Joe Biden's minus 26 points. That is the lowest, tied for lowest for any president in the last 40 plus years. You know who he's tied with? Jimmy Carter. Okay, Jimmy Carter. This is an absolutely disastrous administration and you cannot pull the wool over everyone's eyes. You just can't. People are waking up all over the place. They can't afford food. They can't get baby food. They can't put gas in their car. They're trying to people are trying to groom their children into sexual deviance. It's all coming down at once like they just pulled the pin out and said, you know what, we're just going to toss this and whatever happens happens because we're not going to have the time to do what we need to do. And now they're coming for your guns because, you know, why would you want to defend yourself all while they're saying we should send all of the guns that we give up to Ukraine so that they can arm themselves to fight against the very same thing that we need our guns for. You guys hear about that um, suicide of the Clinton advisor who organized all the Epstein meetings and, the you know, the conspiracy theory of Jeffrey, Jeffrey Epstein, the pedophile who's not really a pedophile. He's the one who admitted Epstein into the White House seven times. He killed himself um, apparently hanging from a tree with a gunshot wound to his chest. Um, they're investigating it. It doesn't look like a suicide, you know, gunshot to the back of the head. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't look like a suicide. So I'm not really sure exactly what's happening with that, but they're looking into it. And of course, they automatically think it's the Clintons. But there's a lot of really powerful people that don't want that information getting out. A lot. And also the other thing, um, I keep on seeing like breaking news and they'll they'll talk about like some, you know, vaccine stuff or like some things that have been reported. Can you guys do me a favor? Go to UncoverDC.com and um, subscribe, because most of the time that those breaking news things come out, we've reported them probably like a week or two ago. And you guys will be out in front of the crowd instead of behind it if you do that. I've also got a couple things on COVID. Let's go through those really quickly. Yesterday, the FDA Vaccines and Related Biological Products Advisory Committee said that mRNA vaccines cause significantly elevated risks of myocarditis with possible long-term effects. Do you want to hear? This is a table of VAERS reporting rates of myocarditis per million doses administered after mRNA COVID-19 vaccination in the 0 to 7 and 8 to 21 days post-vaccination. These, the peach-colored slides are where the, the observed reporting rates to VAERS exceed the expected background rates based on um, the published, what's in the published literature. Um, so you can use that as a proxy of risk. That's where the O to E um, ratio um, exceeds background. There were 21 reports of death involving myocarditis when, when we evaluated the reports and accompanying records. And this table is for males 18 to 39 years old. And you can see um, whether, whether it's a combined analysis of both vaccines or looking at the Pfizer vaccine or looking at the Moderna vaccine, the adjusted rate ratios 
um, are all elevated, um, many of them statistically significantly elevated, um, with the dose two rate ratios tending to be the highest. Um, and then you see on the far right-hand side there how that translates into the excess cases uh, in the risk period per million doses, which, depending on the analysis, range from about 40 to 60 additional cases in the risk period per million doses administered. And based on our follow-up of various case reports, available information suggests that most persons with myocarditis after mRNA COVID-19 vaccination recover from myocarditis by three to eight months after diagnosis. Yeah, you don't recover from myocarditis. You get a bunch of scar tissue. That's what happens. That's what happens. You get a whole bunch of scar tissue on your heart, and you don't know if 15 years from now you're going to wind up sadly passing away or that if you've shaved 15 years off your life and we're not going to know that for maybe 30, 40 years. Terrible. Genocide. I'm sorry. It's genocide. As a matter of fact, it's so crazy out there right now that they've come up with a new term. SADS. Sudden adult death syndrome. People age 40 are being or under age 40 are being urged to have their hearts checked because they may be potentially at risk of sudden adult death syndrome, sudden adult death syndrome. Oh, all of a sudden people are just dying everywhere and we can't figure out why just there's a channel. I think it's on telegram called died suddenly. And it's just everybody. They, they pull news reports of all the people that died. Suddenly there was a road rage incident yesterday and the, the man and the woman get out of their cars and they start fighting and the woman just drops to her death. We don't know why cause of death is yet to be determined. And the problem is, and I keep trying to tell Mike this, they're diagnosing these people with the thing that caused their death, but not really. They're not saying, oh, they were triple vaccinated and boosted. They're saying, oh, he died sadly of a heart attack at the age of 32. It's a terrible thing. Heart disease can affect everybody. Heart disease can affect everyone. Understand. Clots are very common. A pitcher, a major league pitcher had a clot in his arm. They had to remove a rib for goodness sakes, from the sky. It's everywhere. Everywhere. It's terrible. I- I'm not going to keep on um, going today. I-, I just, I just, I'm not going to do it to you. So we're going to end a little early today because conversation is one thing when you prep for conversation because I had five or six things lined up to just talk about. But when you got to fill it on your own, it's a little more difficult. I hope you guys can forgive me for today. If I'd prepped an hour for myself, we would have been off to the races. But thank you for listening to the Wednesday's Dark to Light podcast with Beans. You can find us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2.30 Eastern on TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and RadioInfluence.com. Frank and I will be back on Friday. And make sure you go support us, please. I beg of you, if you appreciate the work that we do at Uncovered DC, you can go to uncoverdc.locals.com, get a ton of perks, or you can go to uncoverdc.com slash support and help us keep the lights on and keep giving you good, amazing investigative journalism with integrity until Friday. I'm Jerry Petock, CEO of Radio Influence. I just wanted to take a quick moment to say thank you for downloading and subscribing to this podcast. There are a lot of people behind the scenes here at Radio Influence that work hard to keep you entertained day in and day out. If you'd like to get involved and advertise on this program, or you have some show ideas that you'd like to see us add to the Radio Influence family, please email us at contact at radioinfluence.com. 
We all have crazy schedules, so the fact that you took time out of your busy day to let us entertain you for a while means a lot. Without you, the listeners, we wouldn't exist. So thank you again for downloading and subscribing to this show. Don't forget to check out RadioInfluence.com to see what other shows we also have to offer. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and of course, RadioInfluence.com. 